Welcome to episode two of the Manifesting Your Soulmate podcast. This is Jacob Rakowski. And this is Megan Rakowski. And today we are going to be sharing with you exactly what not to do. As important <laughs> as it is to know what to do, you must also have an awareness of what not to do. So if you're doing any one of these seven things that we're sharing right now, you you're not disqualified. You're not out of the game because you're creating your reality at this moment. And at this now moment, you have the opportunity to shift immediately and change what you're manifesting in your life. Everything that you've done, every experience you've had has had a purpose. And it's led you up to this point right here, right now. And your previous experiences might even be some of your greatest teachers for you living your most beautiful life possible. So everybody listening to this, no matter where you are, who you are, in a relationship, not. You couldn't find somebody if you went to the world's biggest manifesting your soulmate conference or you've got so many options, it's, it's not even funny. Wherever you're at right now, this is going to be beneficial for you. Because this can help you have a lot more ease either in being in a relationship or in going through the process of manifesting your soulmate. So the very, very first thing we want to share with you right now on the seven reasons why people don't manifest their soulmate and why you might not have manifested your soulmate is that you might not be on an authentic life path. And what is being in on, on an authentic life path? And I think you wanted to share something there yeah, as well. Yeah, be before we get into all that, I just want to say that I literally check off all of these seven <laughs> before I met Jacob. I went through all of these. So we know. We know. <laughs> we know. We know what it's like. We know how you feel. And I had to call myself out on some of these things because, you know, you, it just was the way it was. And I never second guessed it until I started to look out in my life and I wanted more. So then I started to second guess these kind of things. So this is how we have this list and this is how we put it together is because it's literally from we know. personal experience. <laughs> so on to the first one. So not living on or not being on an authentic life path. So what we mean by that is if you're living a life where you are constantly unhappy, for example, you're in a job you hate, you're in a situation you hate, you're in a relationship you hate, you're in, you know, you're surrounded by people you don't like, whatever it is, that is an environment that is not conducive to attracting a soulmate because you're living in a very like unabundant <laughs> mm -hmm. environment. So for example, where that showed up for me is, you know, I was doing so many things. I was running around, I was in real estate, I was working um, in skincare, I was, you know, doing a whole bunch of side things, I was doing stock investing, all this kind of stuff. And none of that stuff even made me happy. Like it wasn't anything I was passionate about. And it put me in a very stressed out situation and a situation that wasn't really conducive to attracting love because I was in a place that I didn't love my life, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. So a question you can ask yourself right now is, in what area of my life am I settling? And all of us have to make money and all of us have responsibilities. All of us have earth things that we need to do. We got to pay taxes. We got to do the, the bills. We got to do laundry. 
all that stuff. I'm not saying abandon your commitments or your responsibilities. What I am saying is what sucks the life out of you that you repeatedly do over and over and over again? In what areas are you living in an outdated model? For example, you could be in a job that you don't like because somebody expects that of you. Uh, Or you could be pursuing a degree or just doing something, whatever that is, that doesn't fill you or feed you at all. And we all have divine perfection and beauty within us. But when we don't live from our soul, when we live from our personality, which our personality is an, is an aspect of our soul, it's, it's our light, it's who, it's, it's who we are, it's our signature. But when we make up who we think we are and stop listening to inside on who we really are, we stop living authentically and start living as a robot. And the beauty within you is smothered by a dark cloud of programs and things that you are doing behaviorally, not in an inspired manner. So that's the very first thing. If you're not living an authentic life, your soulmate who loves you, the you that is you, the infinite, beautiful, divine you, the perfect you they won't be able to see that person and they don't have x-ray vision. You know, me and Megan actually met each other a year before we fell in love and we weren't in a place to receive each other. We needed to go through a few more things before we were ready to come together. And we'll share that story with you guys someday, but you need to be living an authentic life path. The second thing is lack of self-love and self-worth. You want to share anything? This is probably my favorite topic because this is a big, big one for me and even one that I still deal with and still struggle with to this day. And of course, everybody has something that they're working on and I'm getting better at it every day. So what I mean by this is when you're in a place where you honestly and genuinely do not believe that you deserve to be loved by someone because you don't love yourself, that creates a situation where you cannot attract your soulmate. And even if your soulmate was right in front of you, it's really, really hard to open up and to let yourself really- You sabotage it. Exactly. Let yourself really feel and be comfortable in that love because that love will make you uncomfortable. If Mm -hmm. you have any sort of percentage of self-doubt, self-worth issues- that love will touch it. It's going to, it's going to tickle it. It's going to light it up. It's going to light it up. So, you know, for me, when at first, you know, when I first fell in love with Jacob, um, I had gone on a huge journey of self-love and self-worth. And that was one of the biggest reasons why we were able to come together is because I had a lot of lessons to learn, which we could do a whole podcast on just that, especially my journey with that. But of course, when we started you know, falling in love with each other, I had to face it again. There was little pieces inside of me that didn't believe that, you know, this was real. And when it got hard, I wanted to run away. And if you have that inside of you, you're not going to stick it out. You're not going to be able to really accept and feel confident in that love and really be able to love someone back fully. And you can't really have a strong soulmate relationship if you're hiding parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. You got to goes back to the authentic life. Thank you for sharing that. You know, us coming together, we hit a lot of bumps really fast. And of course we went through them because we were absolutely in love with each other and we had done enough work on ourselves 
that we knew when we were running into terror barriers or things that we were projecting onto each other. For example, our insecurities, we will blame the other person for all day long. And it's something within you. It's not to say you won't push each other's buttons because that's what your soulmate is designed to do. They're designed to be a little flashlight that says, hey, you're not loving yourself here. And in an area where you're not loving yourself, you will block love for the rest of your life. It's a perfect mirror like we've talked about many times. But if you come into a situation and you don't love yourself, it can be the most perfect situation ever. And because you've not loved yourself, loved the unlovable, the crazy, the things that you're ashamed of, and you don't have to go tell the world, but be free yourself at some point. If there's something within you, there's a shame that's binding you. There's something that's holding you back. There's something that you did that you just need to speak with somebody about or just something. Just get it off of you and get rid of it. There's so many things you can do to love yourself greater, but that involves loving the unlovable. But if you manifest somehow the situation and you're not ready for this to come up, you will sabotage yourself right out of the situation And, you know, in us coming together, it's not like it was absolutely perfect. It's, it was beautiful and there were challenges, but we knew how to navigate it because we loved ourselves and we could understand what was happening. But, you know, even in the most perfect relationships, you're going to get, you're going to get, um, reminded of your pain in some point of that. And, you need to communicate in those times with your partner, hey, this, I just want to let you know, I feel like this is something that's bothering me. It's my thing, but I just want to let you know that here is something that's bothering me. Be clear about that because you both have a responsibility to not do things that bother each other, but it's your job to get better and not let the same things bother you as much as they did the last time over and over and over again. And we've both just we know that in in those times nobody's trying to hurt each other we just communicate and be very honest if something if something bothers us but you've this is the probably the biggest one right here if you don't love yourself if you don't have the self-worth to to bring this in then or yeah then you're not even if you find the person you're not going to sustain it you're not going to maintain it the third thing and self-worth is an entire 10, <laughs> 10, 10 episode podcast. Seriously, yeah. just so you know, this is done by area of your life. You know, by no means am I perfect. And it took us, you know, a while to get around to even doing this because we know we have a valuable message, but it's just like getting that extra boost of, yes, I'm worthy. Yes, I deserve it. Yes, I can do this. You need to repeat that over and over again to yourself and believe it long before it happens. And Loving yourself will be one of the greatest investments you ever make. The third thing that stops people from manifesting their soulmate is fear. And this ties into the previous one. These all are linked together, but fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is something that will make you sabotage your relationship because even if you find this beautiful person, you may project onto them and link them up to and believe them to be somebody who you've met in your past or somebody who you, they might remind you of someone or, or, or just something like that. 
And if you don't love yourself, fear is going to come up and start sabotaging the situation because your soul wants your soulmate. It's home, but your ego doesn't want things to change. If things change, you get uncomfortable. If you fear change, you will sabotage your soulmate relationship. Megan, did you have anything on this one? No, I think I think you summed that up very well. And fear can be from all sorts of things, but mainly um, how it showed up for me in our relationship was fear of commitment and how to like the fear of becoming, you know, Megan and then all of a sudden becoming a wife, becoming a mother, becoming, you know, part of a union to people that are moving together, making decisions together. So a fear is a very broad spectrum, Mm -hmm. um, but that's how it can, it can show up for you. Absolutely. The fourth thing is lack mentality. And I want you to understand there are so many beautiful people on this planet that you would be beautifully happy with. Probably a hundred thousand people on this seven plus billion person earth that if you met, you would absolutely love and just merge with and be totally happy. And a lot of people have those relationships and they're very happy. What we're speaking of is a soul mate relationship where literally you're two parts of the same thing. And when you come together, you come home. But If you don't truly believe that you were put on this earth with your divine equal and your divine opposite, then you're not going to find it. I didn't know how. I didn't know where. I didn't know when. I just knew that. I knew that if I loved myself, if I worked on myself, if I was loving, if I put myself in positions, in circumstances to be where my soulmate would be. I would find them. And I truly met Megan in probably one of the most abundant spaces I've ever been in because I wasn't looking I and I didn't even want to meet my soulmate. I was completely in love with me and focused on me. And a very, very wise person told me, as soon as you get to that place, that's exactly when that person steps in. And that's literally exactly what happened for us. Did you have anything on on that one? No, um, I think we can move into the the next one, which is negative previous relationships. So this can show up for almost anyone. Anytime that you've been in a relationship before your current soulmate relationship, there's things that have happened where little pieces of your heart may be locked away because something happened in that situation where you felt hurt, whether you were broken up with, you know, cheating, uh, lying. Uh, Just things didn't go the way that you really wanted them to. And when that happens, as humans, we try to prevent pain. So what we do is we lock away little pieces of our heart. And then what happens is when you meet that soulmate, all of a sudden your heart explodes and you want to share everything. But those little locked cages are really, really trying to stay put together. So what you have to learn in that situation is anything that may have happened or occurred in previous relationships needs to be forgiven Mm -hmm. and genuinely forgiven. And you need to send that person lots of love and walk away from it in a healing, uh, healing fashion, which we'll probably do, um, some sort of meditation, some guided meditation to help you close some of that stuff and put it in a podcast as a tool for you guys. But um, negative relationships can creep into your relationship that you're in now. You can make the person you're in a relationship with 
the person you were previously in a relationship yeah. with because of unforgiveness. The person you with has nothing to do with the person you were with, but because you are so potentially stuck on something that happened, you will make them to be that person. And you got to forgive. You got to love. You got to let go. The next one is childhood examples of relationships that you saw. And every one of us saw some kind of relationship when we were growing up. It didn't have to be our mom and dad, but maybe your mom and dad got got a divorce very young. Maybe they were married and never showed affection to each other. Maybe you were raised, maybe you were adopted and you thought, oh my gosh, like my own parents didn't even love me. You know, maybe you were raised by your grandparents. You There's a variety of different relationship examples that you can uh, see when you're growing up. But the thing to understand is anytime you're taking advice from anyone, look at the results that they have in that area of life. Do not ask relationship advice from the person who's been divorced seven times. Find the couple that is absolutely drastically in love. They're dating. They're, I mean, if affection is something that you're into, I don't mean like ridiculous, nasty PDA, but they love each other and they're not afraid to show it. They, they do nice things for each other. They hold hands, they open the door, you know, they open the door, they, they kiss each other. They do things that happy couples do and you feel the love from them. Learn from those people. So take a moment to ask yourself, what were my examples growing up? And I had beautiful parents, Megan had beautiful parents, but we can both say there were areas that we learned in our, in our childhood from looking at the people that the only people that we had to look up to. And we developed a picture of love that wasn't completely accurate. Do you want to say anything on that one? No. And again, that could be a whole topic. And, and as we go through this podcast, I'm thinking that each of these have to have they their do. own special thing because I, I have so much to say on all of these from our personal experience and how to some steps to take to reverse that that uh, damage or whatever. Just share 30 seconds a minute. We're well, almost done. Yeah. So um, for example, my childhood, you know, I came from two parents who divorced at a really young age. And when I looked around, nobody in my entire family, grandparents, all of them uh, were in healthy relationships. In fact, my family comes from a long line of historically abusive relationships. So I had a really bad example. I didn't really know what any of that stuff was. And, you know, I would get weirded out by things like kissing and touching and PDA and stuff like that because I never saw it. And I had a negative connotation with that stuff because I thought, that was weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you have to kind of examine your childhood beliefs and your childhood examples because you get to pick them now that you're an adult. And I think that's the most empowering thing that you can have as an adult. Absolutely. We're going to wrap this up before 20 minutes because it's an important time slot. So seven is not trusting love, not trusting the universe. Just understand no matter who you are, no matter what you've been through, no matter what horrible things that might have happened to you or not know that there is somebody out there that is praying to meet you. They love you. They would fall in love with the sight of your shadow. And you've got to know that. The final thing as an eighth bonus point is your paradigm. What is your paradigm? Ask yourself right now, am I unworthy of love? Am I incapable? Do I believe that it'll never happen? Or do I believe that I'm lovable? Do I truly believe that there's somebody out there for me? Fall in love with yourself and somebody else will too.